Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's the movie podcast. We watch, yes, a whole series of movies. Some people, they watch one movie. I know. Those, Some those people, people are so stupid. <laughs> they're so stupid. Some people watch two movies. They're okay. They're fine, I guess. Yeah. We've already we've already exceeded their dim view of what the world can hold for them. Yeah. Uh, we watch a whole dang old series, and we are a third of the way through the Saw series already, and That's... we're kind of tearing into this one with the enthusiasm of a, a younger Josh at a bar mitzvah brunch spread, which oh, was uh, a sight to behold, you know? Yeah, would I? I mean, I can imagine. I've never seen it, but I can imagine it. So you never like really went to bar and bat mitzvahs as a kid? No, no, no. There is, uh, yeah, never been. Wow, you've wait, you've never been to a bar and bat mitzvah? No, Falmouth is a, is a very strange place that I grew up, and I'm not going to talk about my childhood too much this episode. That never seems to go very well, right? Well, mostly it's just about you know what deep seated uh, anger and resentment towards your father, and uh, though actually in many ways. You know, Saw 3 is a movie, all is not well in the house of Jigsaw. That's true. Or in the house of Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's <laughs> Jeff's house is fucked. <laughs> Jeff's house is straight up fucked. Um, yes. Wait, wait, I think I had one Jewish friend, and I hate that I just said that. Um, but yeah, I don't think Falmouth is a very, like, waspy part of the world. There is, yeah, it's not, nothing, nothing good really happens there. Now, may I ask who your favorite Jewish friend is? Yeah, I don't hang out with him anymore. So, it's, oh God, he's getting closer. Uh, it's it's you. You're my favorite. Yes, All you're right. definitely my favorite. That's good. I'm his favorite Jew. All right, okay. Um, there's so much to talk about with Saw Three. I'm really excited. This was an interesting watch for me. I feel like Saw Three. I really enjoyed. I think it buckled a little bit under some of the issues that we observed in the previous Saw installations, but I still really enjoyed this and. I want to talk about its DNA. Um, we've got returning Darren Lynn Boozman from the second Saw movie, which, of course, we loved. Uh, he's back to direct it. Uh, due to the untimely death of Saw 2 producer Greg Hoffman, Lee Wannell and James Wan, the dubs, the last what? from Saw 1, come back to write this movie. Oh, I didn't even know that. I just like... Yeah. I was so, you know, Wan was so out. I just like, I never thought he would come back, but that is awesome. Yeah, so so Wannell wrote the second one as well, or, or at least was involved in the development of the second movie. So we've got a lot of the, you know, the brain power behind Saw. We've got the same director from Saw 2. There's some strong continuity. And, you know, as we talked about, uh, the Saw franchise enters this relentless schedule where every October we're getting a new Saw for, you know, many years in a row. And, you know, the 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 budget on this one has risen to ten million dollars. They're they, they're really starting to put money into the Saw franchise. Uh, it does one sixty four at the box office. It it clearly, you know, we're really getting into the meat of this franchise. Things are just flying. Yeah. Okay. The fact that you said that we're a third of the way through, it's it on and on the one hand that's like we have a lot to do, but we are like we're we're making good headway. This series is flowing to me like the the sawverse flows like the pacing of these movies are just they rush at you and this is the most insane like this movie starts out and i think i counted it was four just direct saw to saw to saw to saw like no other movie has been this sawy yeah this movie flows like a freaking vat of pig juice (laughs) we're gonna be talking about the pigs a lot I think. That, yeah, that's like, I think, my favorite thing of all time. That was so wonderful. I think it comes, like, directly at the halfway point, too. So it's like they knew what they were doing. This is, like, just when you can sort of see the architecture of the runtime of a movie and how things, like, whether it's a mirror or whatever, like, having something right in the middle, that's big. And the fact that the pig... We're going to talk about pigs. If you didn't watch this movie, well, get ready for some pig talk. We're going to like... Yeah, so this is pig Charles and I watched this on the same night, uh, not at the same time. So at one point, Charles was like, I'm watching the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. And I got really excited because I was like, ooh, what could it be? And I genuinely was not expecting uh, the pig juice. Um, now, this- I think that's what's so exciting about it is that it's not like particular... Like there's so much crazy, painful gore shit that just like... Being covered in gross pig juice is maybe the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I mean, drowning in that would be deeply unpleasant. Okay, so this starts immediately on the heels of Saw 2, which is 
already tonally a big change in pace from Saw 1 to Saw 2. You know, at the end of Saw 2, we're like, ah, Donnie, the human sweat stain, the human sandwich bag, he is uh, quite fucked. We open with him in the original Saw set, grasping for his gun and flashlight, and uh, he thinks of a clever way. Now, you may recall, Charles was like, I would just shave off my heel with a hacksaw. Right. Or cut off my toes or whatever. Right. You had so many good ways to disfigure your foot in a minimally invasive manner to escape the twisted game of that old so-and-so jigsaw. But Detective Eric Matthews thinks... Of a different way, Charles. What, he, what did he freaking <laughs> well, do to his old foot? It's similar. So he does the same thing that the boys from the first movie did, which is try the try the chain first and realize that that's not going to work. And then he sees. I actually thought this was a really good cut where it, the, like it cuts to Carrie Elway's severed foot, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta cut the. I, I gotta just get rid of the foot." Yeah. Otherwise, I would have been sitting here in the dark for days not realizing this. So he quickly gets that idea, takes one little. And he's like, fuck this. I can't do this. And then, after not being able to saw his foot off with a saw, he decides to bash his foot boneless. Like, just pulverize every bone in his foot with the broken lid of a toilet. To he, just... goes, he goes, with, with, with all of the ingenuity of a police detective operating at the, the height of his game, he goes, if foot smushy, foot slide through chains. But, and and it is, works. It works. And this is the thing that's like, so Donnie works because this is exactly the kind of dumb shit that he, he just looks like this is the kind of stuff he would come up with off the top of his head. Yeah. Like, now, this movie, no science the behind it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Just smashes. The pace is awesome because he's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Am I going to saw it? No. Am I going to smush it? Yes. And then we're like, we're sort of left with that. We're like, okay. So Eric Matthews is alive. Smushed his foot. Interesting. And that's cool. I love that they're like, in the first one, when Carrie leaves, and that's just like sort of the end of his character, and that's the end of the movie, it sort of left me deflated, because I'm like, he's probably dead, but honestly, we don't know still, right? We never find out the fate of Carrie. Yeah, that's not been confirmed one way or the other. At this point, we do know that foot stayed right where he left it. Foot's not looking good. Not foot is looking gross. Um, but th- so like in this one, I like that we, st- does the movie opens and it's sort of like the opening gambit of the second one where there's a scene where a guy has to do something awful to save himself. And in the Latin saw two, you know, he gets pin cushioned and is dead here. He escapes, but then it cuts and we're like, why the fuck did I just watch that? What happened to him? Wh- like, what the fuck is going on? It's a really different way to start a saw movie yeah and also i like the the cyclical nature of returning to what are now sort of bedrock saw things it's nice to see different people respond to these things in different ways you know i I think the fact that it's such an open-ended puzzle uh makes it interesting so the fact that there's some innovation on again like how do you get out of this chain using only this very limited number of tools um I was I liked that. And I also like the idea that there can be a hope for some of these people, even though uh spoiler, Donnie does not make it through Saw Three. But mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, so could, we could yeah. we dreamed for a little bit. We dreamed for a little bit. Well, I mean I dreamed that he wasn't gonna make it, so my dreams still came true. We get into like two jigsaw games like back to back. Three. Oh three? Four. It's nuts. Oh so, it's so four. Eric Matthews, so- Troy uh, poor Troy, um, Detective Carey and then the doctor with the yeah so yeah. The, I was I don't know about you but I was sort of like blown away because like yes we're like gates are open and so the first movie like an hour 40 second movie 90 minutes this is two hours around two hours so I was kind of like all right you know is there going to be bloat in this and to answer the question sort of but at the same time the fact that the sheer intensity of the first like half hour of this movie was so impressive Let's talk about old Troy. Freaking yeah. Troy's in this old classroom, and he got old chains on him. But wait, wasn't bloat what they called the like weird purple shit in Warcraft Three that the like undead race used? Is well, I know like uh, with the Zerg, it was creep. Yeah, I think I think the undead version of creep was bloat. Yeah, it was. Fuck. Hold on, hold on. I told I you I played no. a lot of this. No, no, bloat is a, a World of Warcraft non-playable character. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I don't think you were right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. 
Yeah. Well, really I mean, I did. I, I also, while we're Googling shit, I did Google how to pronounce Lee Wannell. Yeah. Do you want to hear it? Please. Okay. Here, I'm going to try to. Hold on. It's one of those online pronunciation things. You can't trust those. I don't know. Let's see. Lee Wannell. Lee Wannell. I'm going to do, I'm going to do it slow. This is really good. Lee Wannell. Wannell? Uh, yeah, I think it's 1L. Lee 1L. All right, Lee Mazeltov. You're now Lee 1L. We have redubbed you. This is big. This is, you were talking, we were texting earlier and you kept texting you too at me. And do you think we can start calling Lee 1L now Lee like 1L? Like the number one and the letter L? I mean, we've actually never texted his name ever before, but if you want to preemptively put in a. Well, we've never done you two either, so I figure we might as well just plan for these things. And now, yeah, when we do have it. contingency plans like like a regular old jigsaw. Hey, let, let's dive into trivia early. Um, this is I found this mind blowing. So, to film the original bathroom set, they had to use the bathroom set built for Scary Movie Four. What? Yes. Uh, which was four? What happened in four? Um, honestly, it does not speak well of the, uh, <laughs> that was the, the one that was the mildly the, fun. Yeah. That was the war of the, the war of the world's one. What was the I remember we enjoyed scene? that. Does it, does that have the funeral scene at it? I know that was, that the had funeral to scene, We were pissing ourselves. <laughs> God, that was funny. Anyways. Yeah. So I thought that was delightful that like, for whatever reason, they had lost track of the original saw set or not wanting to build it for a third consecutive movie. They just turned to scary movie. And like, again, we love it when these worlds intersect. Oh my god, it's it's like just collisions, but like not bad collisions. Yeah, like I don't know, good ones. Good good collisions. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg, unlike the one between Jeff's son Daniel. No, that was Eric Matthews' son. Unlike Jeff's unnamed son. No, no, he's named. I just forget. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is great. This is great. Keep going. This is awesome. I'm going to remember if I keep fighting. See, Josh, you got to learn from me. I'm the master of this. You Wait, just okay. call everyone by pronouns. I was right. Yeah? Looking at the cast, did you realize that Obi was in the, his flashback with John Kramer's flashback with his wife? Yes. I, I real there were if you watch this movie, there are there are points where I think the entire franchise could be explained through the flashbacks. That's so cool. Like there's like a hundred cuts just like of random cells from the previous films that yeah I see all the characters come back in like microseconds god that's so cool So that's why i've been looking up like you know it's not really cheating but don't tell anyone about this but like i have been like when i review it on letterboxd i've been looking at people to see who they are and what they've else they've been in and it's like oh amanda's been in every fucking saw movie but I saw that Adam, the Lee Wannell, or sorry, Lee Wannell, he's also t- been in like all of them because I think they count like all these like voice when you hear his voice or see him in a little flashback. So just like how all these movies are individual puzzles, I think the Sawverse is going to prove to be a giant fucking dastardly plot. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um. Anyways, let's talk whatever. Troy. Let's... You mentioned Troy and I want to talk Troy. Poor Troy. Troy had it rough. Yeah. This first, I think we should just go through each of these opening four because this is like, this is how the movie started is I checked after the doctor. It is 20 minutes and you get four back to back to back to back insane saw shit. I think Troy is the most awful saw thing I'd ever seen up until like that point. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking awful. So so in a, in a classroom, there are like large chain, I don't know, buckles. What do you call them? Just like, you know, in, uh, like attached to his jaw, attached Ugh. to his flaps of his skin, attached to his heels. Yeah, it's like a big chain with a, you know, basically like a giant keychain on the end of each one. And they're... They turned Troy into a big, juicy keychain. Yeah. And to get out of the trap, he's got to rip out of... <laughs> He's got to like tear it through his like it's, flesh and bone. It's like that friend who has like only has like five keys, but for some reason their keychain is this like giant wad of key rings and carabiners and keys. And it's like, you know, you can just put them all on one. Like that's the beauty of the keychain. Yeah. And imagine a guy in the middle of that freaking right. keychain. So uh, he's like, well, I don't even remember why. What, what happened? What was poor Troy's problem that Jigsaw wanted to solve? It was something to the effect of like, you know, Oh right! Even though you're a well-off ding dong, you keep going to jail. <laughs> I love that. The- are you more are you more comfortable in chains than being free? Prove it, dog. I think one thing that your brother might have been right on is how 
Lee and Bruce. What was this? What's the director's name now? Bruce? Uh, Bruceman? Yeah. And James, like, they don't seem to really like people that have gone to jail. Yes. Like, because they keep, like, that's like a thing that keeps being like, you went to jail and you, you suck. We need to fix you. Rather and then, like, uh, and then yeah. uh, Jigsaw's pretty mean to Doctor Lin for taking antidepressants. I Jigsaw, know. I take antidepressants, and I'm not. I mean, I think I'm a better spouse than Lin is. To spoiler, freaking Jeff. I'm gonna have to beep that out. They can't. Our listeners can't know that yet. Jeff and Lin are married. Fuck, it's really good. Yes. So you you were quite upset by Troy's predicament, and now yeah. in the beginning of two, that guy's sort of like just full on. It's like fuck this. I'm not ripping my eye open to get out of the. The, the 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 pincer mask thingy. Troy makes a go of it, and he mm. is just shredding up his body, tearing huge chunks of himself out of himself using these chains. That's it. That's it's, all he can. It's take pretty fucking brutal. Of. Yeah, he he gets down. He gets pretty close. It's it is so that 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 crazy piercing, which you might get someday, I think, and call it a Troy. Of uh, the massive thing through his, what looks like his chin, his jaw. It's really fucked up. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to to Lucky's in Northampton. Like, hey, yeah, can you just give, <laughs> can you give me the Troy? You come in with a with a printout from a laser jet of uh, <laughs> Troy from Saw Three. I'd like this. Can I just have this? And I, the, I mean, if you can get me welded into a room with a a bomb and a scary doll, that would be ace. Yeah, I'll tip. I'll tip. I do tip. No, you've made that very clear. I, I fucking tip. How much do you, you tip? You got a tip. Tattoo. You got artist? a tip. I don't get as many tattoos as you. Many of yeah. mine are DIY or done at people's houses. So yeah, you don't tip them. Um, I think you do something nice, buy someone dinner or something. Oh, yeah. You know, that's pretty good. I think if I were on a more like friendly relationship with my tattoo artists, I'd maybe do that. But I'm just a, if, if you if you get out of a jigsaw game, you do. You're supposed to tip. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, if you don't tip, can you imagine? If you, can you imagine fucking. John or whatever the fuck Jigsaw's name is. Over in the corner, there's an empty envelope for a gratuity. Cleaning up is really difficult. You might not I'm think sick. to tip 20% because you, you know, <laughs> only got one s- silly little plot, but hey, it takes a lot of work. And you know what? It's not even about the work, really. It's in just this, like in this economy, in this economy, in putting this on this syst- sort of game. The tipping system is not about how well I do. It is an established contract between you, the patron, and me, the servant. If I was making a living wage, because $15 an hour hasn't been a living wage at this point for decades, maybe I wouldn't have to ask for the tips. But if you like the work of Jigsaw, you have to put your money where your mouth is. Look, this whole thing about the price of a hamburger going up if they paid me more. No, they would just make less money. If you if you like my work, you can follow my Patreon, which goes directly to more twisted games exploring the fabric and dimensions of human nature. Okay, we we can't spend all day on Troy. You found it upsetting. So it was yeah, gross. but I think what I wanted to say about Troy was that this is the first Saw movie after Hostel. The rest of like America is catching up to Belgium, France, Japan, Korea, and you can immediately get that this is not. This is not the same Sawverse in in some ways. It definitely still is in a lot of ways. But what you see now, like I remember being like sort of overjoyed with how psychological the first one was. But we are in the fucking pig juice now. There's no turning back. Yeah, we're freaking face deep in pig juice. Um, okay, so D- Detective Allison Carey returning from Saw 2. Uh, she points out that there's a different, there's a change in this one. The door is welded shut, so even if Troy had successfully torn all the chunks of himself out, he wouldn't have been able to succeed, which is a huge change in pace from past sawings. Interesting. What do you think? Whilst whilst doing what the cops love to do in the Sawverse, uh, sitting in their dingy, horrible apartments by themselves, watching video footage of Saw, Carrie herself is abducted and attached to a dope-looking harness thing that is attached to her rib cage. And even though she plunges her hand into a beaker full of acid to retrieve a key, it doesn't matter. The trap just rips her freaking torso wide open. Can we go back to... Did you find her watching the video and then it cuts to like a live stream of her in her bed? Like, was that scary to you? I think that sort of missed a mark and didn't really need to be in there. Yeah, I was I was more confused by that than anything else. Yeah, and I, I sort I think, of get it. Like, you need to have some sort of like setup before someone's kidnapped. Otherwise, it's just watching someone get a bag put over their head. But it's like, 
that was just so like the weirdest, most elaborate thing they could have done that just like really was like, what the wait, what the fuck? I, I think, yeah, the abduction element of the saw verse is maybe uh, the a little underbaked. Yeah, uh, it, I'm not complaining. I, I I agree with you. They have to put a little garnish on the on the sandwich, or else it's kind of boring. But um, yeah, I I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah, it's and so then weird. when I realized, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's weird. And then I was like, well, we'll be able to see behind her, so it's less scary because now I can see behind her. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. That wasn't great. But I think really what they probably figured out was that when you have four saw tricks like all in a row, they you need to like if can you imagine if it was just like. You know, suddenly seeing Troy and then you're cut and then she is like in the heart. You need a scene between that. So you're like, don't just like jump right to it. And again, regardless of that being perhaps a misstep, I was delighted by the fact that at this point in the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, I really like, you know, becoming formulaic is obviously something you want to really avoid in a franchise. And um, while, again, I think this is maybe the least successful of the first three movies, I still very much enjoyed it. And this kind of daring and creativity, I think, plays into this transcending what could be a tired premise. Mm. So I haven't decided cool. yet. I'm going to have to wait because a part of me is does think it's like I'm going to I'm going to bring out the Harry Potter this time. I'm going to leave Star Wars in the closet. But um, the, this is a lot like the third Harry Potter movie in that it ends with a giant exposition scene but you don't really mind because you sort of like what's happened up to that point. I just like the, the, the Peter Pettigrew in the shack has always been like a 40 page, 20 minute exposition dialogue sequence, which is like, huh, I guess we need it. And here's the same. It's like, I guess everyone's sort of talking at the end to explain everything, but I lo- like fucking everyone is so like amped up at the end of this movie, like being like, are you, you must, I'm begging you to reconsider that. It's just like all this like insane dialogue that I'm like, fuck, I'm in. I don't care. It's like, yeah, explain this crazy movie to me. The emotional stakes of what's going on, I think are actually so compelling. Yeah. Like the core of this movie, as we'll get to, is about, you know, as Jigsaw says, the closest person in his life is Amanda, his protege. And the fact that these traps, these new traps, that as uh, the the late Detective Carey noticed, are different from, from Jigsaw's, games can't be one because because amanda has a fundamental philosophic difference with jigsaw she says people don't change and the games are ultimately useless and 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 a delusion that john's participating in because at the end of the day these people aren't really going to change from them so she says let's just cut to the chase and take out the trash you know yeah, I get it. And you again, yeah, you totally understand because I want to talk about the universe of Saw. We're three movies in and this depiction of like a cold, loveless world of people just like getting through a monotonous, draining, difficult life without compassion, without empathy. It, it, I, I, it's really fascinating because when we do see these really emotional conversations, Amanda – stressing out over the dying John, John in his own way, pleading with Amanda to heed his advice and play the game by the rules, which is his entire, the premise of his twisted worldview. That's what worked the best in this movie for me. Yeah. I I really loved the ending of this movie. And I think that's why this might, I don't know. I haven't decided if this is my favorite or least favorite yet. It's hard to say because the ending is, I think the best distillation of what Jigsaw is. He is insane and he has this thing where he is pushing people to the point. And I think at this point you realize that he doesn't actually need people to change. He needs them before they die to realize something about themselves. That's really well put. Yeah. Everybody is doomed for failure because they all have these innate reactions to things. Like in this one, it's about... Amanda's trying to overcome her dislike feelings of like sort of just uselessness and wanting to take out things that the world like she seems to want to take out stuff on people. Jeff is obsessed with revenge and uh, Lynn is just a fucking depression. She's a sad person who has to take pills. And have sex with that guy in the bed, who I assume must return at some point. <laughs> I don't know. That was weird. No, I actually really like that. Um, just to talk about this, like, I like that he says, I want a divorce. And you at the beginning, and you're like, oh, shit, they're going to get divorced. But what it was, was like, he wants to get divorced from his wife so that they can 
get married or something. Or, or for her to get a divorce from Jeff. I All right. Think yeah. I want it. That's, I, yeah. I, yeah like, that's a good we're, point. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't even introduced Lynn or Jeff. That's true. Um, what I found so exciting about this, and actually maybe I'm, I'm revising my own ranking in my head as I talk about it. I, this is getting me so excited. They're laying so many clues in this movie where in the second movie, they're, when you get to the climax of two, we're like, bum, 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 we're back in number one. It's sort of like, you know, a delightful throwback to the beginning. This movie feels like such a leap forward into full franchise mode. There's so many weird things that I noticed. Like, yes, Obi from two appearing in this movie in the flashback, not drawing attention to him, just appearing in a flashback. Yeah, it's so strange. John doing that weird thing where he poured the wax onto the micro cassette. Did you notice that? No. What was it? When was that? At one point, he like does a very weird thing where he pours wax onto a micro cassette, and it's never drawn attention to or mentioned. <laughs> so it must come back. The movie ends with John being like, "Psych, bro. There's another one, dude." Yeah. Like so, like. They're just setting the table so confidently. Again, the reason I initially thought this was my least favorite of the first three is that I think the table is very full. Because you talked about how in two, the math is simplified from one. Rather than three spinning plates, there's basically two. This movie definitely has minimum three spinning plates, if not more. It's hard to count. It's not quantifiable. So there's, like you said, there's the sad doctor who is kidnapped and taken to John who's dying. She's given a collar of shotgun shells and she's got to tend to John or they'll friggin' go kablooey on her brain. There's Jeff, who is the main guy trapped in the twisted labyrinth. Of the movie, who, as you mentioned, is devastated by the the, the son dying in the over the court in a, in a reckless driving accident. There's Amanda and John's dynamic. There's Lynn and Amanda's dynamic because they have a lot of screen time together. And then, of course, at the beginning, there's like you know we've got the cops. I mean, there's a lot going on in this movie. And I found at that sort of crucial just before the climax part during the ramp up that I've now come to know and love from the Saw franchise. It was a little more jumble than the first two, and I found myself being like a little like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And that took me out of it slightly – it took me out of it in a discernible way that the first two didn't. So that's the major strike yeah. on this movie. I still give it a but four here, on Letterboxd. So here's the thing. I think the pig juice coming in at the halfway point is the kick in the face that gets you back. Cause as So basically for the first hour – Door after door after door is opened without any explanation and just it just becomes this drafty cinematic experience where you're just like needing something to resolve itself. And then we get to the pig scene and then the doors start shutting until we get to the fi- like the final moment and everything is put together. It's a little more like chunky than the second one trying to explain everything because there's just so much. But like watching... All these are, it's like if Curb Your Enthusiasm were a Saw movie where it's like, oh, we get to the end and we like see all the characters come together. That's very wholesome. Okay, so let, let's get into Jeff's trials. So while, you know, Amanda, who's really emotional over Jigsaw dying, is trying to force the doctor into finding ways to tend to him. And of course, we do get uh, a, a requisite brain DIY brain surgery scene, which was, uh, you know, pretty Good. impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Um so Jeff uh, looks like shit. He's drunk. He's yelling at his daughter, don't touch my dead son stuff. I love you, but also fucking scene. don't touch Dylan's shit. We don't touch Dylan's shit. He wakes up in a box. He crashes out of a box and has to go through this series of trials to free himself from a life of vengeance, which Jigsaw says is not good. And uh, I will say Jigsaw glass houses, my friend. Glass houses. Your, your whole thing is elaborate moral lessons, so – yeah, you know. maybe this is, I mean, he says it was, do you think maybe he accidentally made a game for himself in this one, too? Maybe everyone got gamed. Well, again, as we find out, all of this is secretly a test of Amanda to see if she will follow the book of the Jigsaw or continue to go off on her own path of vengeance against society. So right. in a way, yes. Anywho, so Jeff basically has to go through a series of tasks where he sees people involved in the death of his son and decide what to do, whether to save them or to let them die. Um, I will say the first test in this led to the following tags on IMDb. These are the first three plot keywords on the IMDb. Female full frontal nudity, female nudity, and female frontal nudity. Oh, 
and breasts. Can you get a pig's use? There is no adulterous wife, unfaithful wife, cheating wife, death of a child, dead body of a child. These well, tags? Maybe maybe we should shut down IMDb. <laughs> I mean, I think we rightfully came for the forums. Yeah, the forums are dog shit. And I think that the tags should be next. Like The tags should be next. If you look at them all, they're all just for like... 13 year old boys or for 13 year old boys that are now 30 year old men who like want to find something to jack off to like lifting someone into the air that's a children wait flying what was that lifting someone into the air someone was like well we gotta mention that i mean i pig pig slaughter is the closest we get to that sort of proves my point because i briefly i think i might have even told this before i tried to get into lifting as a fetish because i like sort of wanted Sort of like a boring sexual person, so I wanted a fetish. So when you say lifting, like you lifting someone else, no, so you being lifted. So lifting is a fetish. It, it doesn't encompass either. Usually, it's from the male perspective, so it's either small men like me getting lifted by giant women, or it can be large men picking up tiny women. It's basically just like sort of this like idea of being able to pick something up. Yeah, quickly do a little Google search here. I mean, I just, I got to know what the fuck. Anyway, I tried I mean, to get this, into it. This is fascinating. You know, it's for like foot fetish. It's just like, you know, it's foot stuff and like well, didn't pissing. Didn't R. Crumb, he was really into like big yeah. women picking him up yeah, or yeah, riding yeah, I on think them. So. Yeah, it's, okay. I don't know, but okay. like that's definitely sounds like a crumb thing. Okay. So long story short, your hap- Soft 3 is going into the pantheon of your efforts to summon a fetish out of yourself. Well, I was just saying, like, you can sort of see that the tags on IMDb are for people looking for things to jack off to because basically every tag is just, like, someone's fetish. Yeah. And some of them are pretty boring, like full frontal nudity, but something like pig slaughter, I jack off to to pig slaughter. You're vegan. Yeah, that's... It's, it's called a fucking... Like, oh, because it's transgressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I need to All get right, it okay, out so somewhere. The first person Jeff sees is a naked-ass lady who's being sprayed with water in a freezing cold room. She basically saw the accident and rather than testify against the guy who killed his son, did nothing. And so he has the option of uh, getting the key from behind these frozen pipes that rip his fucking face partially off or, uh, or letting her freeze. And he sort of makes a... Uh, a sort of half-assed effort to help her, but a too little, too late, baby. She He's pathetic. She is a lady ice pop. I love that his attempt to resolve it was to, like... He's perfectly cast, too, in the same way that Donnie was perfectly cast. We have this, like, sort of schlubby, irritated man who thinks about the everything. The great Angus McFadden. Perfect name for him, too. He's definitely an Angus. He just thinks about every... every three, He has three trials, and every one he spends more than half of it just sort of, like, standing around thinking or screaming before he finally, like, acts... It takes, like, two seconds to do the thing he's trying to do, but he just sort of, like, stands around for a while, which is great. But, again, it's, it's, it's nice to see, like, you know, the challenge of these movies is that if it's just a faceless person being fed into a meat grinder over and over and over again... That's pretty boring. The fact that we find out about these people through their reactions, that does take artistry and skill, both from a writing and acting perspective, especially like you think about acting in this movie and you're just like standing in probably is like a fucking disgusting room full of like people and really grotesque props and stuff. Like, I don't know. The fact that it doesn't lapse into pure camp is like, you know, so far I think in the first three movies that has not happened. I would totally – if you – I'm going to ask you a question. If Please. you were to be cast as any of the people that are sort of, this is like a sort of an MVD lead in eventually, but like, which one would you want? Who would you want to be? Uh, can you please make that question even slightly so like if more you were like, I was just thinking about who would want to be casted in this, like who would want to be strung up naked, sprayed with water. But like, maybe you do. And they're just like, which, if you were like, wanted to be in a saw movie, in this saw movie, oh, so as an, who, as an actor, which, yeah, as an actor, which which of the people dying would you like? Oh, which trap would you like? Like, would you want to be covered in pig juice? Do you want to be the person who's like full frontal dick swinging? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to be in a Saw movie, you you got to attach yourself to the craziest thing. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of it. Like, if you're not doing the pig juice, then like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Which leads us to the thing that all I ever want to talk about again, <laughs> the pig juice scene. This is really where... You know, again, we, we've established the structure of these movies. If you can think of something of of the needle pit caliber, your movie's fine with me. I think you can't sink below a three on Letterboxd if there's a central 
Saw games so fucking unforgettable that it's like a water cooler thing. And I love that they were like, look, every Halloween we got to get a new Saw out there. We need to have some centerpiece that is just – there's no universe where you're not calling your friends to be like, holy shit, pig juice. So Jeff goes into the next room. Chained by the neck to the bottom of a vat is the judge who only gave the black hit and run driver six months in jail. And uh, that did take me out of the world of our world where the white judge went really easy on the black guy for killing a white child, which I, I don't think has happened ever in America. At any yeah, point. it really was the, distracting. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I think Mike might have really pointed that one out, too, if he'd watch that. Yeah, he, I'm sure he would. He's a justice-minded man. Yeah, and stickler um, for the so, details. Yeah, maybe that's, again, I, I, you know what? To give the Saw franchise some credit, this is an effortlessly diverse world. Like, the casting is, there's folks from all backgrounds in these movies. It is not a point that's like, it's, these are com- basically apolitical movies other than our own projections onto watching cops suffer or something like that. Um, so, I don't know. I thought that it is kind of interesting that, like, there's, like, a, you know, it, it is a... It's not that hard to cast and make movies with all kinds of different people in it and not have it seem, you know, belabored or condescending or exclusionary. Anyways, so Jeff's got an option. He can undo the the neck thing and save the judge from the bottom of the vat if he burns all of his dead son's possessions so he can move on from them. Now, you might be wondering, well, why has he got to get the guy out of the yeah, vat so can bad? can he just leave him there and move on? Well, uh, my friend, pig juice, pig juice, pig juice. Uh, The reason that the the judge is a little anxious to get out of the vat is that Jigsaw's got these freaking rotten pig carcasses that are being fed into a meat grinder, spewing out a genuinely horrifying, turgid, pinkish gray, like, (laughs) That is the brilliant part. I feel like other people who made this movie would have made it red. And the fact that it's like a gray purple is just it's just fucking brilliant. It looks awful. I would much rather be in blood than in whatever the fuck that is. Well, that that's the thing. Like, you know, you think about how many movies use, you know, from Suspiria to The Shining, like brightness or like the, the, the violent flash of red is like this really powerful image. And the genuine pure dinginess of everything in Saw yeah. is so much grosser. Like everything is dull and rotten and yucky. Yeah, it's so true. And this is like, this is the world. And I think this is, this maybe what's my favorite. I, again, like maybe it's not the most succinct encapsulation of what Saw is all about. But at the end, when you're confronted with everyone's problems and see them all die because they all just are fucking insufferable. Everyone dies because they suck, except for Lynn, I think is like the most heroic and genuinely nice person and like everyone else is just so sad and just awful and well she's still got her face blown off so yeah Yeah. who's to say who's to say so the pig carcasses were made out of foam rubber and latex they were filled with live uh disinfected maggots and smeared with honey making it uh multiple levels of uh not vegan that actually sounds pretty good um but i guess they are pig they actually were pig carcasses no, no, no. They, they're they're fake pig carcasses. Okay. And they actually That's only vegan. have four of those things. So, I mean, um, it sounds like it was like a nightmare to, to shoot that, but it's still like amazing. They said it was the hardest thing to do. They had to rush through it. Tobin Bell said this was his favorite of, of the entire series. His favorite thing is pig juice. And honestly, it's so fucking sick. They psych you out, too, because it's they have a guy strapped to the bottom of a pit. And then it cuts to spinning knives, and you're like, oh, he's going to get fucking sawed. And then you just see this disgusting pig carcass like come out, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And then you get it. Pig juice. Right. It's genuinely unforgettable. You know, like, it, it really, like, this is, like, what horror is all about. Like, it goes on and on, know. too. It's, like, not just two pig carcasses. It's, like, 20 pigs just get ground up. It's amazing. And it's just, like, this, like, horrible shunt is just vomiting out this vile liquid onto this fucking sad sack judge and 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 jeff's like oh heck i guess i gotta incinerate my freaking son's stuff it, it is just a fucking awesome scene and he saves the judge and with that they go on to the third and final test where the guy who killed his kid is in another wonderfully horrific super upsetting saw trap it's this basically a series of twisting devices that in really agonizing detail twist all of his limbs then finally his head um 
into like a, a man that shot of his head twisted all the way around beautiful. really fucked up really well done i like to call this the rack not, not the country yeah that we, that we rightfully invaded in 2003 not iraq the rack look at the time the intelligence suggested they had weapons of mass destruction yeah that's the smoking gun i'd like to play a game hello saddam <laughs> If you can hide in this spider hole for the next few months, <laughs> you won't be brought before a kangaroo court to be hung in gruesome detail on shaky hand cameras. Anyways. So boys in the 90s could, or 2000s could watch you on YouTube. Yeah, I watched I mean, YouTube didn't exist until 2005, but I remember watching the Saddam hanging video. Of course. That's kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. Uh, we all live through our own saw, Josh. Mm. Ours is a crumbling empire America. And, and we're white, so we're really getting the... It's just depressing. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, a really agonizing scene. This guy's like just like screaming as his bones are snapping out of his skin. Uh, Jeff manages to get the key, but it also blows off the judge's head while doing it. Like, the thing is, so each one has had its own test for Jeff to be like, this one's like... This man is—you've just wanted to kill him every fucking day, but now that you see him basically naked and getting twisted to pulp, maybe you'll like him. But in this case, you'll have to blow your arm off to get the key out. Good luck. <laughs> and so, like, it's this awesome thing where he's like, you know, he thinks he pulls on the key and it'll shoot the gun. So he's like, ah, oh, maybe I can just take the key out without pulling the trigger. And he's like, hey, I got it. And then the that part of it was actually what set off the gun, and it blows the judge's face off. All of his good intentions for not, Timothy's neck looks like when you twist an eraser around and, and the judge's face is gone. So all of this leads to this climactic confrontation where, you know, you we've got Jigsaw pleading with Amanda not to, you know, go on her own route and to stick with the rules of the game that he's put forward. Jeff appears, and... Jeff turns out to be Lynn's husband and shoots Amanda and and then Lynn gets her fucking face blown off and and it's, whoa, 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 it's Josh, chaos. Josh, Josh. <laughs> Let's slow down. Slow down just a little bit. So much happens in that so scene. So much it's- happens. It's like 20 minutes. I wasn't exaggerating. It is it is an insane sequence of flashbacks, micro montaging and dialogue that explains what's going on in front of you. But it, it does tie up everything. Like, do we learn why Donnie was the opening scene. It basically, at the end of Saw 2, she leaves. He's trapped in there. He smushes his footsie and gets out, and she kills him. Or no, that was the one thing that was confusing. She's like, he's like, you didn't kill him, but I had to clean up your dirty work. Did you get that? No, like I said, this was the moment where... I was so excited for the big buildup to whatever final whatever. And and this was the first movie where I was kind of like trying to track in my head. Uh, uh, genuinely, uh, you know, we've used the word convoluted before. It lives up to it in this installment. And again, the, the sheer, the bravado and ambition and scope, I, have, I greatly admire. I don't entirely understand all of that. So I think basically what it was trying to show was, was Donnie was the first moment where she was like, oh, he went through this whole game. He went through the torture part to escape. And all he does is call me a bitch and not learn anything. And I think what it was supposed to show that she didn't kill Donnie, but this was like the moment where she was like, why the fuck are we doing this? Why aren't we just killing this trash and getting rid of him? Yeah. So that sets up the other series of flashbacks where he's like, you're just trying to kill people now. You're not following the rules. This game was designed not for Lynn, not for me, not for Jeff, but for you to try to like make you see that you're straying from the true path that is taught in the Book of Saw. And But it gets so much more... Like I watched the scene again this morning, and it's like a love triangle between Amanda, uh, Lynn, and jigsaw and then there's this like flashback to this mysterious woman from like 20 years ago that they like obviously love each other and the jealousy jigsaw and his partner of some sort that's the same moment where we see obi walking in a park next to him and it's very very much a wink yeah I, i guess i had a little bit of sensory overload and look i guess charitably i'll say that if saw four can 
you know, especially given by the end of this movie, Amanda appears to be dying. Jigsaw appears to be dead. Lynn is definitely dead because the front half of her head has been blown off. And Jeff is like now sitting in a sealed room with the genuinely nauseating revelation that his daughter is also trapped. Yeah. So again, you you end this movie with everyone being able to make decisions except for Lynn. Lynn's like really the only person that is forced to do it because she really doesn't have much else going on. But like at the end, Amanda has a gun and no one else does at that point and she can do whatever she wants. And like the way that Jigsaw pleads with her being like the fact that you think that this person is important really just shows that she's important to you, not to me. So I want you to calm down and like why is this person so important to you that you want to kill her and i just i really like that. right and then but but what he does is the whole movie he like he really tests amanda by being intimate with lynn and being like we don't need you amanda i'm gonna talk to my new buddy old pal lynn yes. now. and like you really they, they, they lay the groundwork for what's going on throughout the course of the movie it's just a it's a it's a lot to digest in one sequence and especially given how open-ended the ending is which again, it seems like we should be getting used to that being par for the course as they lean into this being like a long saga. Um, look, l- let me let let me put it like to you like this: I am one hundred percent not asking when will it end. I cannot wait to watch Sophomore. I I'm loving these movies. I'm having such a good time watching these movies. I think this is why I really like this one is because it's sort of getting to the point where before Jigsaw was either not a character but like a speaking entity that was mysterious and all-encompassing and the second one he becomes like the main villain i think this is the one where you become like oh he isn't he is a metaphor this is like he isn't doesn't really matter why he's doing it he is just pushing people like donnie in the second one the ticking clock the hour and a half ticking clock pushed him to become the person that he is rather than allow him to calm down and wait and try to be something different and all these movies are just showing like when you're pushed to the edge, what are you going to do? And Jigsaw is that push. And I don't think he cares what happens. He just sees opportunities to push people to very dark places and no one ever gets out. Yeah, I know that we're definitely entering into a middle school Tyler Durden quote analysis zone with Jigsaw. But I do I do love this. I, I, I like the idea where he's like, someone's going to pass this test and change. Someone's going to be like, there's a weirdly optimistic part of the Jigsaw experience where he says, there's got to be people out there like Amanda, who then, which explains why his deep connection to her, where it's like, you can push some people to the edge and they will rise to the occasion. And he seems to have this, this very positive belief that even the dregs of society that that he, you know, draws into these fucked up nightmarish torture sessions some of these people might actually have what it takes so like i find that weirdly optimistic i guess like i don't think he's doing it for pleasure i really think that this like dying lunatic believes that this is how he will find greatness in people in a world of mediocrity and 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 you know people who have given over their lives to becoming a shell of themselves as he says to jeff earlier in the movie yeah, no, it's uh, it's strangely philosophical. I find the whole movie basically could be a distillation of, you know, also like the on top of the idea of like what happens to you when you just push to a place. Like it really is about communication. Like this whole movie is about two groups of people. So we have Jeff and Lynn, and then we have Amanda and Jigsaw. And then based because of those two groups sort of coming together, we have this like four people all intermingling and it could be so, I guess maybe that's why I brought up Curb is that a lot of Curb episodes could be resolved if people just talk to each other. And I think what this movie really shows is if you don't know one thing and you assume something, it just like they are then just running at a disadvantage when all they need to do is just slow down and, and do something different. It's really beautiful the way they all just like become connected by the end of this movie. Right. Again, the, 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 if you told me that the most effective part of Saw 3 would be the, like, the human relationships, I would have been like, look, I love pig juice. I'm not trying to say pig no, juice no, no, isn't please, my favorite shut thing. Shut the fuck up and stop. I know. I'm sorry. Number one is pig juice. Number two is by the end of the movie, like, yeah, it's really emotional. Like it's 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 that part really is sold. I think the convolutions of the mousetrap are the thing that I'm stumbling over. But the thing I'm totally accepting are how Jeff is feeling, how Lynn is feeling, how Jigsaw is feeling, and how Amanda is feeling. That really pays off. And so, like, the fact that I'm walking away from Saw 3 being like, oh, wow, they, like, 
really poetically and tragically come to a climax of this you know interlocking series of relationships yeah that's kind of a that's that's really impressive and it's also like the way that jigsaw is the sort of father figure for amanda and he's like so caring in jigsaw way being like i so wanted you to succeed in what we were doing and you didn't and that's why i need to come up with this game in the same way that jeff is so like distraught over the death of his son that he just like doesn't even know that he has a daughter anymore and the fact that this movie ends with yet another fucking level to this where he's like, oh, and I have your daughter now too. Like that was the game within a game within a game within a game that like this is all not just about his vengeance problem. It's also about the fact that he doesn't even treat his daughter well and he needs to learn that lesson too. It's really crazy. Like I just want to watch these movies again. Yeah. And the fact that all these weird little clues are being littered into this, I'm so excited for four. Yeah, I'm not a plot person. I don't like plot and I don't like these sorts of things like M. Night Shyamalan, like where you watch two hours of Mel Gibson and then it's like all because, oh, they don't like water. Like, I I don't... Swing for the fences, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, it's it's a village in the 21st century, not in the 19th. Okay, cool. It's like they're so flat. Here it's like all the twists are for something well that's that's the thing i mean i think the parallel you're drawing is that you know Shyamalan keeps running into the same fucking wall which is that he really wants these elaborate mechanisms to be impressive and cool and wow right that was you know and saw three really is focused on people and really is focused on what was the point of this what like if this is just like a, a meaningless blood orgy like then this no amount of twists are going to res- like save this from being predictable and exhausting. And yeah, that, that investment in people is, uh, is really cool. All right. Yeah. So I'm not asking when will it end. Charles, where are you at? Okay, no, okay. not asking Great. when will it end. Let us talk, my friend, about most valuable death. Mm. This is a tough one. It's hard. This is the this hardest is movie, one. I think. Yeah. Because the traps have gotten elaborate. Every death has gotten much more visual I'm going to rule out Troy because it was just like, you know, the pig juice was the most fucked up thing I've ever seen, but Troy's made me like, well, also I was, no one dies in pig juice. That's Amazing. true. I, I know that's the thing is I can't even choose pig juice. Yeah. So it's not even on the table. Look, we can um, best pig juice. Yeah. It's pig juice. Pig juice. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the ending catastrophe is beautiful. I think I got to go rack though. I really think the rack is like the, not only is it the most elaborate, slow just like torturous thing maybe i've ever seen in a movie what it represents for jeff is like this is the thing that you've conceptualized and built up in your head is like the evilest thing in the world you want to eradicate it and all it is is a scared man in pain and like the fact that this trap actually humanized someone more than anything else could have in jeff's life is like this is like what it means to be jigsaw this is what he's trying to do he's not he's not like Again, he's not trying to teach lessons and like, oh, now you're a good boy. It's like, oh, this is this is life, you fucking idiot. Here, well, this is the man. He's just a bones and blood. I think I've got to go quote my, uh, my philosophy professor from college. Yeah. What is at stake here? And and that's it. That's it. That's the very, uh, that's what's at stake here. Yeah. At I just want to be clear, day. I'm choosing the rack and not Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. We are a pro-war podcast. Yeah. This is tough for me. Um I think that the human icicle is just a, a cool image. And like, again, you talk about the visual storytelling, um, like, like with the rack with the, 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 the neck fully twisted and a horrible, horrific, like that's so powerful and fucked up The the fully frozen woman is like really eerie. Um, I'm going to stick with my general love of all things shotgun though. And I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. Look, it's it's called it's called Chekhov's shotgun collar. It sure collar. is. Yeah. If you introduce a shotgun collar early in the movie, I want to see exactly what it does to a human head by the end. And the completely unnecessary cut to Lynn's just fucking <laughs> No, it's not unnecessary. Oh, it follows the rules of Chekhov's shotgun collar where if you introduce not only is a it shotgun used, collar, it, we must see the must the see, aftermath. Yeah. Do you think before Mythbusters went off air, they should have done like a Saw episode where they like tried well, this Well, apparently shit? those guys hate each other in real life. And so I think they would have liked that. Yeah. We're like, all right, it's your turn to do the rack. I'll do the the fucking rib angel wings next. The angel wings one, we haven't talked about it at all, really, was beautiful. I talked about it earlier. Yeah, but not in great detail. It's like, 
the way that they like swing up and it looks yeah really, it's, it's, it's very like, uh very silence of the lambs yeah, like her, just exposing her still beating organs as her like rib cage like flap above her like uh yeah god really nightmarish this was just so much fun i was like cackling during the pig scene <laughs> My beloved wife, Allison, was watching uh, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I'm watching Saw 3 and, like, just, like, having a ball. And she's like, why are you laughing? And I was like, okay, so (laughs) Jigsaw's got Jeff in a room with a vat. In the vat is a judge pouring into the vat pig juice. Um, It didn't translate well. Did you uh, show it to her? No. I'm under strict orders from uh, Allison that I have to watch this with my headphones on, and it has to be on the laptop. Do you think you could introduce a clause about pig juice? I don't know that Allison knew pig juice was going to be in it. I think as far as finding avenues to get Allison into Saw, the franchise, I blew it with Mike Landy's, you know, at this point, 16 years ago. Okay, that I lost that opportunity. If I introduce Allison to the scene where the guy almost drowns in pig juice, I don't know if that's going to be a winning strategy. I like that you're thinking about inclusion and bringing her into our little world of Saw, but uh, uh, I don't know if that's it. Okay. Well, I just don't want it. I don't want anyone in the, in this earth to not experience pig juice, you know? Yeah. Pig juice is big. I think it's only for everybody. Uh, just, I'm uh, sorry. I'm just thinking about pig juice now. It's like so vivid. Yeah. Just pig and juice. Um. Also, uh, Jigsaw gets sawed, which I thought was appropriate. There's some poetic justice there. It wasn't the MVD, but I did like that he takes a little saw and he goes, I forgive you, throws it on the ground, grabs the biggest bone saw he can find and then fucking cuts his throat open and says, I forgive you. Amazing. It's just great. Great ending. We love it. We stand a Jeff in this podcast. Um, So while this had a larger budget, this is super funny. Uh, they still didn't really have that many effects at their disposal. This is, I'm reading from the Wikipedia page, so I'm not pretending to be clever. I don't care what you think of me, listener. Almost all the transitions from one place to another were not made using digital effects. The transitions were shot on the spot. For example, when the camera moves from Troy's crime scene to Carrie being in the bathtub, the actress, Meyer, had to run, take off all of her clothes, and jump into the tub. That's wild. They really like that idea. I was talking about earlier. I was like, you couldn't just cut from Troy's scene to her scene without something in the middle. They just like were like, yeah, we got to just film it all in the same take. <laughs> well, like, you know, the, the, the Boozman, Bozeman, however you say his name, he's really using the Juan playbook, that. like like camera whipping around and flash frames, and, yeah. and but a lot of like camera work and practical effects. I don't know. I'm pretty. It's very funny that even with like uh, ten times the budget of the first movie, they still have to do some of this weird creative in-camera stuff that it's really cool. It was cool, too, because it cut from the scene where he's trying to escape the bomb to it pans down to, like, the teddy bear bomb, and then it pans down to the bomb, like, the aftermath of the bomb, all for, like, without a cut. And I think that's, like, it is a really sort of subtle and quiet way to do it, but I like the way that you can move through time much more quickly without cutting, and then just like, oh, yeah, now I'm back. It, just, it worked. All right, MVPs. This is, uh, I think, maybe the strongest acting movie that we've seen of the first three. A lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of options on the table for this. Uh, I'm going to throw the ball to you, my friend. Who do you think uh, goes ahead and, and wins your, your best, your, your most valuable player from Saw 3? I think it's time. You know, we're, this is basically, I think this, unless we'll see, the fourth one might surprise me. This feels very much like a trilogy especially because we're supposed to believe that everyone from the first movie is now dead because Amanda's dead. Seems she's been shot and Jake Jake saw had his throat slit dead. with a bone saw. So, and then Donnie Wahlberg, it seems like he's dead. He's fully dead. Now we already knew that Lawrence, Adam and out on the loose somewhere without a foot. Yeah. Maybe. But anyway, we don't know where fricking Carrie Elways is probably dead. This is like, oh, we're, we're ending chapter one of the three chapters. Sort of like, you know, Lord of the Rings, where each book is split up into smaller books This is way reason. better than any Lord of the Rings <laughs> Absolutely. movie. Um, which is weird, because this is like how Petey started. It's like, this is Petey, the Lord of the Rings should have been like Saw, if he was paying attention. I, I entirely agree, yeah. But I, I, this, it's my time. Time goes to Jigsaw. This, okay. This, this is the Jigsaw movie for me, where he puts it out on the table he is the most decrepit in this movie than in all the others. And he just, he's a winner, man. He's, he gets his throat slit, but he's still a winner in my book. MVP. 
Well, then to pay respect, I'm going to give mine to Amanda, Shawnee Smith, their dynamic, their tension, the fact that at the end of the day, it's about their connection and what it means to them respectively. Uh, it's it's successful. It's well done. I love it. I want to give a runners up to the Denlins, Jeff and Lynn. Yeah. Uh, Angus McFadden and Bahar Sumeka. They were both fantastic. Uh, good stuff. Love it. Boy, the table sure is set for a gory dessert in Chapter 4 of Saw. I have accidentally seen some low-key spoilers that actually mean nothing to me because it's such it's such a fucking bizarre and elaborate, dare I say, Byzantine world of Saw. So I'm pretty sure it's only going to get weirder from here, and I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. This is I had no idea. I was like, I, th- I was ho- I was hoping it wasn't going to be another like American Pie or scary movie where it's just like, ugh, or like oh, it's just like, oh, one of them's good, and then we just had to sit through a lot of shit. Like this has just been for me getting better and better and better and. Ah man, this this is the this is the saw train I want to be on for the next couple months. Choo choo. Well, as always, follow us on social media. We have a Patreon where we do bonus content. We're talking about all sorts of things, and of course, if you sign up, you get to listen to our magnum opus, our two-hour-long conversation about uh, Gary Marshall's Valentine's Day, and we are coming up on Mother's Day. Yeah. So once we get through some of our Oscar coverage, we'll be able to turn our sights to. Uh, uh, the third and final installation in the infamous Gary Marshall holiday trilogy. So a lot to look forward to there. Um, and uh, join us next episode for Saw 4, baby. Big juice. Big juice.